Well, we are at the time now where I get to answer the questions that you have asked me over the last few weeks. And there are a number from last week's Bible passage from the book of Acts, but also some others, particularly about the nature of God's sovereignty. First question is this. Was Jesus one of the angels? Or sorry, was it Jesus or one of the angels who spoke to Paul in the dream? Uh, well, we're told in Acts chapter 18, verse 9, that the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, don't be afraid. Uh, I think quite simply, it was the Lord. And the Lord here is, of course, the Lord Jesus. Question two, is the devil the boss of hell? Or is he just like every other non-Christian living there? Well, he's the prince of demons, uh, so he is the boss in that sense. But I presume that when he's thrown into the lake of sulfur, that he'll just be one of many spirits experiencing the full judgment of God, being tormented day and night, as we read in Revelation 20. Question three, how can the elect truly follow God if they don't have a genuine choice? Well, this phrase, the elect, talking about people who have been chosen by God before the creation of the world to be adopted as his children. Uh, the Bible tells us that he's chosen some people for salvation and others for punishment. And the bottom line with this always is to know that nobody in their normal nature would turn to God. It is only by him working in us in a spiritual, supernatural way that we would turn to God. And so we see in the scriptures that when God reveals himself to those that he's chosen... Those individuals then have their eyes opened and they recognise the need to repent and believe in Jesus, which they willingly choose to do. And they know it's their choice to do so. And what's more, when people choose not to follow Jesus, they know it's their choice not to follow him as well. And they know that they're responsible for what those choices... People say, oh, you're just puppets. No, I'm not. I'm not a puppet. You're not a puppet but we know that God is fully in control. How do you hold those two things together? Well, the Bible comfortably does, and if we find it uncomfortable, we need to keep reading our Bibles because both of those are clearly true. God is fully sovereign. We are fully responsible, and the Bible holds them together very tightly and comfortably. Question four. When a person dies who isn't a Christian, what happens to them on Judgment Day? The Bible tells us that if a person doesn't repent and believe in the Lord Jesus, then they will face judgment and go to hell. That's why we warn people about hell, but we also tell people that there's a way to escape hell. And so we read in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, that just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of the many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Question five. If someone confesses and truly believes that Jesus is Lord, but doesn't show it in their life, then will they be saved? Well, the Bible's clear. Romans 10.9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's a yes. But if a person confesses and truly believes in Jesus but doesn't actually show it, then something's wrong because maybe they haven't really believed in Jesus. They've just said they have, but deep down they haven't made that change and haven't really followed through on that choice. 
and they still need to repent and believe in Jesus. Reminds me of the words that Jesus said in his famous Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 7. He said, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And he goes on to say in the next verse, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Question six. Is it a sin to find it hard to trust and forgive a Christian who keeps sinning and, going and doing the wrong things even after they have repented? Well, it can be really hard to trust and forgive a Christian when they say one thing, but they do the other. Trust really is broken down. But we are called to love others. And so even if it's hard, we need to. And we need to keep loving those who repent, even if those people keep sinning. And when they sin, we should love them by reminding them of the need to repent and telling them, please come back to Jesus I don't want to see you have an uncertain future. I want you to have confidence in him. And it just seems that you're not living in a way that's in, in, that is consistent with that. Well, finally, question seven. When Hebrews 6.4 says, it's impossible to bring back to repentance those who were enlightened, does it mean it's impossible to reconvert a believer who has fallen away? Uh, this is one of the most difficult verses in the whole Bible. Um, I don't think that Hebrews 6.4 needs to be understood the way that the question asks. The whole thing about the book of Hebrews is it's talking to people who would, grew up Jewish and have become followers of Jesus. And the whole book explains that if you keep going down the old way of going into the temple and having animal sacrifices and going through the priests, then you've gone away that's now redundant. It doesn't work anymore. Because Jesus is now the temple. He's the place where you meet God. Jesus is now the new sacrifice. His own body was sacrificed. And what's more, Jesus is the new high priest. He's the one you go through to go to the Father. Jesus has fulfilled all those three things. Which means if you're a Jewish person who's become a Christian and you now say, oh, that Christianity thing was rubbish, I'm not going back again, then the warning here is, really quite strong. And it says if you do that, then you are in jeopardy of not returning at all. In fact, it says it's impossible to reconvert someone who has is, who is truly fallen away in that way. But a few verses later, only four verses later, we read this from Hebrews. Dear friends, even though we're talking this way, we really don't believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. It's one of those signs, those warning signs that says, just don't do it, but I'm sure you won't. And I think that's the confidence we have. And why all this talk about God's sovereignty, his, his election, and 
how he is the one who has led us to himself and opened our eyes to his salvation is such a comfort when we read these sorts of warnings. Good questions, tough questions as always, and there are already some that are in the pipeline for next week, and if you'd like to add to them, please do so.